I'm Daniel Mathis. I'm a Norwich supporter. I really despise millennial Arsenal supporters. And you're listening to the Drunkard United football show. I hate championship teams that talk shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Daniel. Back at it at the championship again. Yeah. Instead of back at it with the white fans. I I got it. Yep. Damn, Daniel. (laughs) The old parachute payments. Yep. The uh, classic yo-yo team. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort, but straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. That's us. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me earlier today with the CR7 hairdo with no product. <laughs> It'll or, come back. Or as I also like to call them, if hairdos were hard seltzers. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Mr. Samuel Graham. <laughs> How you doing, Sammy? You're a jackass. Yeah, I can't I can't just compliment you. I gotta throw in an insult there. That's too. ridiculous. That's how it works, I, you know. You know what? I'm done. I'm you're, leaving. You're done? Oh, oh, are you gonna woke the fuck out of here? Is that what's gonna happen? <laughs> Don't forget your keys. Or my phone. Hmm? Yeah. Uh. Whoa fuck and walk out the door. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to have to make sure that's turned up. Oh, that's because well, you were doing yeah, it. Yeah, I can't fit out music, but and... don't worry. Oh, fuck. There I have it nice go. and loud. <laughs> I love the fact you can hear the door coming through. Like it that. came in hot, man. It scared the shit out of me. I'm not a, I'm not ashamed of that. I love it. It's so fucking brilliant. It's it so happens. Brilliant. What are you going to do? We're recording at the DU Public House, which is outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Excellent. And uh, thank you to everybody who uh, took the time to uh, vote for us for the Maryland Podcast Awards. Yes, really appreciate uh, that. We'll find out on May the 14th um, how we did. It'll be a, <laughs> a good birthday for me on the 17th or a shitty birthday for eh, me on the 17th. Know, well, hope, hopefully your fragile little ego is okay and you uh, you get the most votes for uh, best podcast host is what we hope <laughs> for. You know? I'm going to win. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. We are on to number two, and fuck me, is this a good glass of whiskey. Yes, it is. Uh, Right off the jump, big shout to uh, our boy Ken. Um, This bottle didn't exist when the list came out. It was already sold out. So Ken had a second bottle, and graciously donated this one to us yes thank you so much buddy big shout out and of course we all know ken from uh his lovely daughter uh maddie who this show would be better with less f words she's very wrong in her thought process but i mean i'll fucking i'll fucking give it a try all right (laughs) (laughs) well then tell us about the fucking whiskey (laughs) all right so fucking number two 
Fucking number two. Uh, this is the Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series 2021 release FAE-01. Uh, this comes to you at 110.3 proof. Yep, I did the math right. <laughs> Should have rained you about 60 bucks when it came out, but of course, again, a limited release. It probably was a little bit more than that. That was suggested retail price. I think they're on FAA 5 now. 4, something like that, yeah. yeah. 4 or 5. Right around there. Uh, the panel at Whiskey Advocate rated it a 93. It is a straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, and your blurb this week comes to you from Jeffrey Lindemuth. Okay. Maker's Mark has resisted the rampant experimentation that defines some distilleries, but they appear to be making up for lost time with two 2021 releases in their wood finishing series, which started in 2019. This release is enhanced by an American oak stave that has been toasted on only one side, then added to the barrel. This innovation amps up the oak influence without going overboard. Fresh sawn oak, earthiness, leather, and iced tea are balanced by caramel apple, toffee, and baking spice. A flavor-packed, oak-driven bourbon that wears its proof well. And I would have to agree. It is fan- Very good. Fucking-tastic. Uh, and Ken and I were enjoying a few whiskeys on uh, Wednesday over his uh, over his birthday. So happy belated to you, good sir. Um, we got to have the Joseph Bagnus Cigar Malt, which is Armagnac yes. finished. Yep. And seeing that it was his birthday and seeing that we were drinking something Armagnac finished, uh, yours truly brought the uh, Whistle Pig 4 Black Prince for him to have a glass of that, which he had never had the opportunity to have before. Black and, Prince is excellent. And as we were sitting there, that's the one that won Best Whiskey in the World for uh, one Mr. Pickerel. Yep. Um, as we were sitting there talking about the list and everything, he said to me very emphatically, he goes, there's a reason why I was so bullish against the Larceny Weeder being the number one whiskey last year, because this is what a Weeder should taste like. It was his exact was his exact phrase of it. He yeah. said, "This deserves to be number one." I don't disagree. Next week's gonna have to blow me away. I know we're doing the uh, the Offerman. Uh, give it away. I'm sorry. I'll stop talking. Offerman something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but then of course anybody can look it up online and of see course. what the fucking number one whiskey now, was. Now this one is uh, for me. I get a lot more tobacco, which they didn't mention in the blur, but they do mention in the bottle. Mm -hmm. And I think this would be a lovely cigar whiskey as well. Yeah, yeah. You it's, can't have anything too terribly strong because it will overpower the whiskey. It's got to be a milder it's cigar. It's got to be definitely. a milder cigar, but I think it'd be fucking excellent. Actually, you know what this would go really well with? Boulevard Bellicoso Habana. Yep. Because those, those uh, the Cuban cigars, everybody thinks like... You, cigar smokers think of the cigars as being like really strong and it's like no actually cubans are very nuanced, nuanced and yeah. very soft and they're very much like what bordeaux wine is to france is what cuban cigars are to the cigar world they're a very mild nuanced uh stick and they don't have that big punch you in the ass kind of thing that a lot of the darker cigars have well, i don't know why you'd shove your cigar up your ass but yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> flavor <laughs> Uh, producer Mel even had herself a glass of this one. What do you think, Mel? It's delicious. Yeah, um, it's so good. Very, very drinkable. Not too hot, but just enough heat so you respect it, and the flavors are well-balanced. Uh, the chats are pointing out how adorable it is that you two dress like twins again. Oh, yeah. We are both uh, Mr. Graham. Well, you, know, you know what? Hey. Yeah, and uh, long sleeves. Thank you very much. Um, but, Mr. Graham, uh, there's the opportunity. Please, by all means, 
plug away. If somebody if, wanted to... Say, if someone wanted to twin with you, where and, would they do that? Uh, very easy, actually. Uh, at the DU Drip Shack. So if you go on any of the social medias, once again, it's at DU Football Show on all three of those. In our bio, there's the link for our uh, Tea Tree account. <coughs> Absolutely. Very good. And are there other ways that people can support us as well, Mr. Graham? Oh, funny you should mention, there's a Patreon, actually, also. Patreon.com backslash DU Football Show. Uh, just one simple $5 tier, and you get both of our extra shows. Uh, one that we just finished doing called Soundcheck, uh, which is our actual sound check catching up on the weekend giving you a little glimpse into the lives of sam sam and mel uh and then injury time which is our preview show of what's coming up yep uh in the the following game week which typically ends up running at least an hour and about the last 20 minutes tends to be us talking about the games because the first 40 minutes is us talking about fuck all else yeah, pretty much. Uh, and uh, beers and, and beers are adopted clubs from yep. other countries. Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy yeah, the fantasy we have two league. Fantasy leagues here. So that's there's, right. There's pro rel in our uh, fantasy. Absolutely, uh, there is. Which I need to talk to you about because people are none too happy that there's only one person going up and tough, one person going down. Tough shit. There's one. Tough well, shit. this this year, yeah. yeah. I said we, maybe next year we might expand it to two, but we we also said it very clearly and plainly uh, at the draft that it was one goes up, one goes down. We made that very clear. Right. So. Uh, the tyrant has spoken. They can all fuck off. That's it. I'm grabbing my keys and leaving. Yeah. So you can uh, also sometimes hear us fight. Exactly. <laughs> like like last week. <laughs> <laughs> At the end Brilliant. of the show. Hey, Mr. Graham. What else should we do? Uh, always remember to drink responsibly. I love it. All right. Let's get into the fucking action. We gotta clink glasses, oh, okay. you dick. Okay, fine. Go clink glasses with you as I drop my coaster on the ground and. I'm just going to kick that onto the floor, and we all get to share a toast together. Yes, it's very good. All right. The I'll take, take mine with Nutella. <laughs> heard. The relegation zone is cruel. You think you're safe at the half, only to realize you're another victim. One spot from demotion has already been claimed, and the, as there are four clubs desperately trying to survive the last two spots. Well, survive from the last two spots. Burnley 2, Watford 1. Aston Villa 2, Norwich 0, Everton 1, Chelsea 0. Um, Watford start lively, get a lead, but oh, yeah. did not find the second goal. But it was it ended up being an own goal, um, so they didn't even <clears throat> score it, which uh, is kind of problematic for them, obviously. They, they Emmanuel Dennis started the season in a fucking mm -hmm. blaze of glory, and then has tailed off. I mean, he kind of almost pulled over Charleston, yeah. to be honest, where right. he starts off seven, eight, nine goals in the first 12 games right. and then falls off a cliff for about 15. Right. And then you don't hear from him again. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really quite sad, to be honest. Um, the picture's doing the rounds of Roy Hodgson uh, sitting there with his, his shades on mm -hmm. just in the sun. Said he wasn't feeling well. He didn't even take the press conference yesterday. Oh, or on, really? on Friday, rather. Um and yeah, it just It they, was Saturday, but you who who cares? Days are days. Well no, the press conference would have been on oh, Friday. The pre, the pre yeah, the pre presser. He didn't uh, do that. He it. wasn't feeling well. But it, it's it's really sad for them, to be completely honest. They just there's 
there's no clinical aspect to anything they have going forward whatsoever. They had chances. God, did they have yeah, chances. Yeah, but they half of them weren't even on fucking target. Could've like been, it was could have been 2-3 nothing easily. Uh-huh. But easily they they allowed time. Burnley to stay in the game and then they allowed Burnley to grow into the game. Mm-hmm. Um and it took them a while cuz Burnley don't score a huge amount of goals either. Uh, but they finally did a, a great header from Jack Corks, brilliant mm-hmm. cross from uh, Cornet, yep. and then uh, it wasn't Cornet; it was uh, McNeil. Cornet was out, but I it was it, it was, was Cornet that passed no, that ball. Cor- Cornet's out; he's on my fantasy team, so I know he was injured. Okay. It was it was McNeil. Okay, no biggie. And then uh, uh, Josh Brownhill, yeah, uh, getting the winner three minutes later. I mean, when it falls apart for Watford, it falls apart in a very spectacular way. He was in the 65th minute. You could tell Watford had then gone to. All right, we're just gonna try. We to gotta hold them. on. Yeah. We, we're gonna try to keep them out. And the problem is, is that they've not, they have not, not conceded a goal at home this entire season. Right. So to go at one nothing and go, we're gonna keep them out of the net this time. Well, you, you haven't so far. Right. Well, they're like, they're also you're not going to like you, and you can tell. I'm watching as an Everton fan, and obviously I'm like, please, Watford, hold on. And I'm like, they ain't holding on. Well, the, other, goal, the goal was coming. You knew you could tell it was coming. The other piece of that is that was their ninth and tenth goal mm-hmm. conceded after 80 minutes. Yep. This season. More than, obviously, anybody else in the Premier League. But they, they came into the game having conceded eight in the final ten minutes yep. uh, of games this season. And it's just it's just not good enough. Great and Ben Foster played very well. I oh, thought he played very he was, well. He was he had awesome. A couple of fantastic yeah. saves. It, it can't fall on him. I mean, the rest of the team has to fucking do something. They just don't. No, no. I mean, Brownhill was a bit fortunate. It, it went through like three players' legs, right. and I think Foster was unsighted as a result of that. Right. But nobody was offside or anything. I'm not saying yeah. that. But, but there but was first. There was that, a lot of traffic in front of the net. That first goal was a clear cross to a clear wide open man inside the six who emphatically headed the ball home. Yeah. All you can do is look at your team and go, where the fuck are Where are you? you guys at? What are you doing? Why is that cross not being challenged? Why is a guy that open in the middle of the fucking box to put that away? Like, And and at that, it's Jack fucking Cork. He's a central midfielder who barely goes into the uh, into the box right. ever. Like, be one thing if it was Weghorst. You're like, okay, we have to, the, the big German put put it in. That, that's fine. We expect that. But a little tiny central midfielder who barely ventures into the box to attack, he's the one putting it away? You mean to tell me you like, – I mean, that's just a complete breakdown well, but not I, covering the back end of the field. I, I also think that that's symptomatic of uh, – teams will feel encouraged no matter what the score is. Mm-hmm. When that clock starts ticking about 75 minutes, like, hey – we can get something here still. Yeah. Keep pushing. And conversely, we're gonna, it's very different when you then take a look at the Everton match, which we will in a few moments, but but a team that can hold off a team and a team that can't hold off a team. A big difference. Yeah. Um, for Watford now, it's backs against the wall. They, they have, have to win to, out. They have to win out. The minute they lose, they are going down. Lose or lose a point if they get a draw. They're going down. They have to now. They have four matches. They have to win all four. Yep. They want any chance to stay in. And up. they need other results to go their way. <laughs> and they're the worst team at home, and they have two of those games at home. I just, it's not going to, I I very much think it's Palace at Palace this weekend. They're going down. They, they go it, down It would weekend. not surprise me. It would not surprise Vera's me. Because Vieira's not going to let his boys fuck around on this one. And no. No. Yeah, I think it's I think I think it's done and dusted. Yeah, for, I, I for would Watford. tend to agree with you. Um 
almost, I mean, remarkable effort from from Burnley. And since making the managerial change, which we were all shocked by, frankly, they've now gotten 10 points. It's three wins and one draw. And they seem to be invincible. It looks like they could get themselves out of it. But let's also don't look too fast now because now it actually gets pretty tough for them. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. It, it, it definitely does. There's there's still a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the same thing with Leeds. Yeah. There's still a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. and But you all have now the onus is in your hands after your result. Right, exactly. Uh, and you have to go to Watford again, as you say, who have the worst home record in the Premier League. And we have the worst away record. So, so something's got to give. Yeah, something has well, to give. Honestly, well, no, it doesn't. You well, could draw. Well, what you, what you hope for is for for what you hope for for Everton is that this weekend Palace beats Watford, Watford's out, and then you play Watford and they don't care. Right. That's what you hope for, is that they're already, they know they're going down and they just don't care. Now, what I would be nervous about, though, <laughs> is that that situation, though, they could play with freedom. I've heard players saying before where it was the leaks, the weeks leading up to relegation where it was mm-hmm. almost inevitable, where that pressure got to them and they cracked and they play like shit and they, yeah. you know, let in late I goals just, and did sh- this, that, the other. Sh- but once the relegation was finally confirmed... They were able to play with a freedom because it didn't matter if they lost. They she- were already down. Sheffield United beat Everton exactly. last year right near the end of the season. So right let's, after they let's got, try to give the fans one more result, Yeah, you know, yeah. before we head out of the league. So, that, I mean, that's that would be the part that makes me nervous. I've already told you I'm a little concerned mm-hmm. about their front line, um, giving your back line hell. But with Yerry Mina's coming back to fitness and how organized – even though it was organized chaos, how organized your back line was with his return, yeah. even without Michael Keane. Yep. I think, or Ben Godfrey, he was still out. It was it was Mason Holgate and Yerry Mina who don't yeah. normally play together ever. Right. Um, and they were excellent. Yep. They, they were excellent in that game, yep. which which we'll come on to. We'll come but. on to. Um, let's go on to the next match. Villa dominate. The scoreline does not tell you that they dominated. They fucking dominated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they dominated Norwich. Norwich never seemed to have a hold on this game at all, and they looked like a team that was desperately hoping Watford would beat Burnley. Yes. And what the the way it worked out was at halftime, Watford was beating Burnley one nothing and it didn't matter what happened to Norwich. Norwich still had a chance to survive. But then Burnley came back and if Burnley had won and Norwich lost, Norwich was done. relegated. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, it was kind of written in the stars. It's so it, funny that it, Villa did it. Yeah, it, it was kind of written in the stars when he took over there. Yeah, um, that that this was going to happen. Uh, I hear they gave uh, Dean Smith a good reception, though. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to watch it, but he, the highlights it, were awesome. Let's also let's also face Dino's the one who got him up there. Dino fixed things in the championship and and got him to that point. He deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, you know? I, I'm not saying that at all, yeah. but. Uh, Taking a job so quickly after you got sacked by a team that you the team that you support as yeah. well, yeah. Um, after selling Jack, Jack Grealish this summer and all of those kind of things, uh, I just it was always going to be Villa that had a hand in you going down. No, oh, of course. Um, it's how the soccer gods write it. But but what I, I I feel really bad for North supporters, I really do, because once again, and it was the same thing after Old Topics Boy, it's just going down without a whimper again. Read it right here. Now, the official yo-yo club of the English Premier League and Championship, 
they are uh, the leaders with 11 demotions. Yeah. Damn, it means, Daniel. It means, it means 10. It means 10 promotions. Back at it again in the championship. Um, but... Glad we rehearsed that. Yes. Um, but that's... It's 11 demotions. It's 10 promotions, but it's 11 fucking demotions. Yeah, they extend their the, record as being the most relegated the club most. from the top flight. Yeah. Yeah. It's... But just the manner of it. I mean, even when Darby got relegated with the worst record ever. Yeah. Even they won a game in the last few weeks. Yeah. Where Norwich going to pick a point? Uh, Norwich, Norwich got their uh, win against Burnley. They got that one. What, beat, last time? Uh, yeah, right right when they fired uh, Dyche. They, they fought, they, uh, yeah, that was three season, weeks ago right? already. Yeah, and that's, I don't see them getting another win. The rest that's what of the I'm way. saying. So they're going to, again, just go out without a whimper like they yeah. did last time. Yeah. And then... Them and Fulham pass each other on the M1. Uh, <laughs> on the, Fulham on the way back up, obviously. Here's here's the bigger question for you then in regards to Norwich. What is it that you have to do to make sure you don't immediately go back down again? Because you win the championship consistently. Well, I mean, they don't win sell, it a lot. Don't sell your best player. Yeah. Find a more bona fide goal scorer. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Yeah. And they just don't do it. So they, so, they sold their best defender to you in Ben Godfrey what two seasons ago mm-hmm. when they got relegated last time then they sold Buendia when they got relegated this time to Villa yep uh well no that was on the way back up they sold him to yeah. Villa sorry yeah. that was on the this way back season, up yeah going back up I, this season's been such a blur with all the yeah. cancellations and rescheduling I, I don't even know where the fuck we are anymore <laughs> but they it, it's just <laughs> make poor they don't replace what they sell let me say it that way, because right. you could say that all of that is is poor decision making. But look at Brentford; they've survived each time, selling their top goal scorer for a massive, massive profit. Right, right. Look at Ali Watkins. Look at Said Ben Rama. Look at uh, um, all of those players. Uh, um, um, uh, Les Pay, Mopay. Yeah, Mopay was, uh, was a right. Brentford guy. Yeah. So, but they replaced them with somebody who's just as good with their little money ball strategy right. they got going on over there. Right. They find another guy who will score 30 goals for them. Exactly. And, but Norwich don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Norwich don't, you know, yeah. and maybe Timu Puki, who is a decent player, but maybe he's just in the Huckabee zone, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's in that David Nugent yeah. kind of realm where great and pro, and better example, more recent for people that don't, aren't familiar with the two players I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, Alexander Mitrovic. Yeah. Who was, five five to seven goals in the Premier League. Okay, fine. It's nothing really to sniff at, but for a center forward, you gotta be doing better. He's on the verge of scoring what? Forty. Almost, I thought he was on the verge of getting over forty, like forty five, fifty. Yeah, know? well I think he's I think he's forty already in all competitions, but mm-hmm. I think he's like thirty three or thirty four in the league. Yeah. Just insanity. Yeah. Absolute insanity. So but he'll come up to the Premier League next season. Be five or six. And be five or six. And be on the bench a lot. Well, be, now, be that being said, he's he's a player that needs service, and I think they've balanced their midfield a bit more now mm-hmm. where Fulham may be able to get him service in the Premier League, and he is a bullish player. I mean, he can give defenses trouble, but yep. whether or box not... Box in the know, box. Yeah. Right, but I'm starting to wonder about Pookie. Is Pookie somebody that can only flourish in the championship? Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. And they also... People going in the wrong direction at the right, at the wrong time. So, like you know, uh, Todd Cantwell basically has fallen out of form completely with the side. Billy Gilmore. Um, well, Billy Gilmore was alone. Yeah, but, but he was you know, amazing. He played what under Frank Lampard played twelve to fifteen games. It was yeah. excellent. He played yeah. the fucking Champions League. Yeah, exactly. and was excellent. Yeah, and then can't. 
put in a shift for Norwich? Who's, who's the outside? It doesn't make sense. Who's the outside back for uh, Norwich? I'm forgetting about it. It's not Lewis. It's something. I'm, but he was someone that had been favored to be picked up by a lot of different clubs, and then is just kind of fallen off. Like yeah. it just, they just seem to have these guys who just fall off. Like they just don't end up being very good, and they're. <clears throat> there's no offense. There's no defense. It just it's it's kind of shameful. But Norwich is fine with it because they take the parachute payment. They go down. They win. They come back up. They take the parachute payment. So I mean, maybe and they still get that season of TV revenue, right? Maybe maybe for that club, it's this is how we survive. This is how we make. Yeah, but money. that's crap for the fans. Nobody wants to do that. Uh, it's yeah. Well, I mean, you know, every couple of years you're going to win a title as a fan. Like, I guess. I mean, they do have more trophies than Tottenham in the last 10 years. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very sad. Um, what a scenic Goodison, dude. I've never heard of these two clubs. What happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking awesome game. It, it, was, it was wild. Well, even before the game, 15,000 around the yeah. stadium with the smoke awesome. flares. What and a fucking atmosphere. And, like, I mean, just... Um, our our good friend, Mr. Uh, Ryan Williams from the American Toffee Podcast, he and his son Max were there. Max oh, was awesome. on his shoulders. I was tech, I was messaging with him, and I was just like, "Please explain to your son exactly how fucking paramount and important that moment was." That was awesome. That you were there for that because it it felt like an entire city, or at least the blue half of the city told Everton you're not losing today we are willing you to a victory it, it, it didn't like taking nothing away from what the 11 guys on the pitch did because we'll get on to that fuck Pickford j- Jesus um Pickford is Scott it, Sterling <laughs> my god um <laughs> but it was just this this entity that is Everton Football Club the family that is Everton Football Club just went no no no, no, Chelsea, fuck you. You have nothing to say here. Well, you, we are, we are willing our team to win, and it just felt like, yeah. It, uh, Robbie Earl said it best on NBC. He was like, Chelsea played forty thousand people plus the eleven that were on the pitch. Yeah, exactly. They played forty thousand eleven people. Yeah, yeah. You're right. the The other thing I would say too is the the support never wavered throughout the game. Um, mm-hmm. I was listening to to one of the the uh, other podcasts that, that we check out from time to time, and uh, some of their pundits were saying how atrocious Everton's pass success rate was in the second half, and it was they gave oh, the God, ball away yeah. a oh, fuck like crazy. Load. But the support never stopped. Usually, you get some hisses, you get some boos, like "Hey, keep the fucking ball and relieve the pressure from it." There was all right. Come on, let's let's go again. Let's uh, let's. I let's, believe let's get back at it. Stay together. Stay focused. Stay organized. I and believe they did. the um, the primary commentator of the match had referred to uh, Goodison as a moody stadium or as a mood stadium. Like you can tell the mood, good or bad. If you're playing in that stadium, you know what. Like I told you when I was there for the uh, um, Martinez era when yeah. uh, Arsenal beat us two uh, nil. Alexis like, Sanchez took a load off over in the corner. Yeah, yeah. and um, it was Alex Awobi who scored the first goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
how the fans were just groaning every time there was a ball passed too yeah. long. And you could see it on the players' faces. Like, I remember a ball going over Seamus' Coleman's head that he was running down the sideline, and it went past and went out of bounds. And you could just hear the whole place groan, and you could see his shoulders just go, <sighs> Is that like, when the 10-year-old yelled the C-word? Uh, that was when Alexis Sanchez <laughs> tried to dive in the box. And he said, um, get up, princess. Did you hurt your fucking... <laughs> yes. <Nice. laughs> That's exactly what he asked him. And many agreed. Alexis Sanchez had hurt it. <laughs> Clearly. It was bruised. <laughs> um, yeah, don't joke. That hurts. Oh, well, I can imagine it does. The... No. Uh, in into the match it's, into the match itself that hurts are you sure <laughs> let's that let's hurts. not test that theory let's just agree it hurts all around non no no they get to claim the most natural pain possible right i'm going to stand up for us at number 2 okay okay I'll fuck that me. all right you know what you won me over yes <laughs> yes we're taking our rightful place <laughs> And being kicked in the groin is the second worst pain you could feel for... Right. Number yeah. one's childbirth, and they get that. That's their world. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to save my retort for injury time. <laughs> oh, I already know what it is, and that would be number three. What, purple nerveals? <laughs> well, no. Accidentally put it in the butt? No, no. The <laughs> Unexpectedly. The, again, never <laughs> injury time, injury time, move on. Joking. Never trust anything that bleeds for five days. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Uh, jokes, jokes, jokes. I don't remember where we were. Um, into into the match. Within two minutes of the match going on, and you hinted at this before with uh, the positive return of uh, of Yuri, of Yuri Mina. Mina. Yeah, Yuri Mina was clearly he had crawled inside Kai Havertz's ear, laid down, and took a nap because he was in his head from the second minute to the ninety fucking. 10th minute because oh, yeah. they decided to add the 90 <laughs> add all that that famous 90 10th minute exactly which would be 100 <laughs> but it's he was in his dome oh yeah i mean in his dome uh yeah it was it was insane how and i mean that's the caniness number one of a south american footballer in general mm-hmm Number two of an experienced South American footballer. Knew just enough to not get the card. And number three. Because he certainly deserved a card. He deserved a card. Yeah, a very young, Mm -hmm. relatively inexperienced, Mm -hmm. kind of privileged footballer that doesn't know how to deal with those things. And you're right. I mean, Yerry Mina was like a homeless guy that found an empty tent. Yep. (laughs) I'm crawling in here. And he lived rent free. He would be grabbing on his jersey, and then the minute that the ref would turn his head, he'd take his hands off his jersey, and Havertz would have a handful of his yeah. jersey. It, it, was, was, it, was, it was excellent. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole effort. I mean, even you forced a mistake at a Cesar Azpilicueta, Mr. Reliable. Yes. The mo- f- one of the most reliable people out of on him. the field. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. And, and Richie, who hasn't played very well from time to time. Yeah. Richie gets it done, puts it, puts it in the back of the finish. net. Absolute amazing, amazing finish. Now, given the way that he chucked that flare, I wouldn't have him throw out the first pitch anytime soon. <laughs> Very true. If I was a bird flying by, I'd be a little nervous. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you can't help but, uh, as, as an Everton supporter, just like you see the still picture of him in the corner celebrating the goal with the flare in his hand. You're just like, get in, son. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, I mean, every everybody did their part. Fabian Delft. 
He may retire after that performance. I mean, had a great he match. Ran more than he has in the last six yep. years combined. Great match. Um, um, uh, Mayalenko has really grown into his role. Now, I still don't like the way it all went down with Dinier and everything, but we got a great left back. Oh yeah, he's good. Mayalenko is very good. He's not going to be as offensive, and there was an opportunity for him to score a wide open goal there yeah, in the second that, half. That was a that was he just lost his nerve a bit. Yeah. I think so. There, there's, there's that. You know, Mylenko, Holgate had a great match. Seamus Coleman just being the captain. Yep. You know, the the captain. Um, I, uh, there was a couple of little fisticuffs. That happened a lot this weekend. Oh, to be yeah. honest, with you. Oh, there, was yeah, a, there was a lot a of fair that. few uh, fisticuffs at the end of at the end of uh, moves and plays and stuff. Um, but <laughs> you all right, decided to join me down on this sure. level. <laughs> but <laughs> Mel just lowered her seat. Get the rave on. Son. Well, hold on. I think the guy in pink rivals Jordan Picture uh, Pickford for the uh, man of the match. Uh, the the supporter in pink. Yeah, oh, he was ready to put the ball <laughs> underneath his shirt. Tried to steal it at one that point. That whole stadium was shithousery. It was yeah. all, just a, a level of shithousery. Everybody was simpatico. It yeah. was like, Absolutely. we are just going to fuck with this but can team nonstop. Can I also nonstop. just say there's nothing more scouse mm-hmm. than being in the front row on a globally televised football event, thinking you're going to get away with stealing the game ball. Yeah, just put it under he his shirt. He just had a very big launch. <laughs> he put it under his shirt, but then he took it out of his shirt, just set it down on his feet while he was looking around yep. like, I'm just going to keep it. He yeah. had a really big dump. <laughs> this is coming with me. <laughs> but, it, you know, we talked. you talked about him, you know, using the face the to face. make the oh. save. But and the announcer even said it, and I love a quote right in the face yeah. end quote sentence. Total Scott Sterling. It, it is the but, best. But the save right before that, Mason Mount takes a shot, hits off the inside of one post, goes across, hits the I other think post. He got fingertips to that too. I think yeah. he turned that on to the post. Goes, hits the other post, comes out. He's running across the face of the goal. Ball comes back into the middle, and his entire body, but his hands. Are in the, the ball in the goal in in the goal and just his hand stick out, boom, knock it away. Yeah, like and knocked it away far enough that it was out of the way. But like, I mean, just the way that he flung himself at it, the trajectory of the ball, the rest of his body was already past the <gasps> oh yeah flight line of yeah. the ball. He had to completely come back and yeah. knock it back. Away. Oh, it was it was amazing. And it then was there absolutely was, amazing. There was the long shot that he just barely got his fingertips yep. onto and knocked uh, over. off his cheek. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And then Zayak had, honestly, that was probably the toughest of all the saves that he made, was Zayak on the near post, just a quick turnaround, shot low to the low near post, and he oh, got yeah. his, boom, yep. hand out, knocked uh, it too, had yep. one. Yep. And just, wow. Uh, what a performance. I mean, honestly. Was, and then, again... He used his fucking face yeah. to save from Antoine Rudiger at point blank range. Yeah, Scott fucking it's, Sterling. You can't beat you know? it. And uh, and you could see the emotion from the team when the whistle finally got blown. Uh, I thought seven minutes was a bit much. Thought it should have been uh, five. But then also I found it also a bit uh, antagonizing too that it was like at seven, it was already at the seven minute mark and there really wasn't much stalling or or you know any injuries or anything like that that the ref still gave Chelsea that one last attack that was weird yeah no 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 it's it's 97 and 30 seconds blow the fucking whistle yeah you know you can't just go oh well we're gonna give him one more chance I hate that bullshit And, and I hate it just in general even as a neutral match it's like even when it's my team like 
No, like, don't give them one more chance. They don't deserve one more chance. They had seven fucking minutes to get that chance, well, I don't and they know, didn't I don't do know it. why there were seven minutes in the first place. I don't think it really warranted Thought it. Thought it should have been five. Thought yeah, it should have been five. I mean, you had a couple of cramps from Richarlison. <clears throat> and you had a couple of substitutions. Yeah. And that was it. And a goal. And that was it. it was just, well, the goal was in the first half. No, the goal oh, was... I'm sorry. The goal was early in the second half. It was like the first minute of the second half. Yeah. So really so why, not even like, added. Right. So what's the... What are you doing? Right. It just doesn't make sense. It's just, oh, this is a top six side. Let's give them seven minutes to... And that's the worst thing. At Goodison. Like, you would have thought there'd be like... You know, the whole thing of Fergie time was, was a lot of times it happened at Old Trafford. It was... It was kind Every of time it happened at Old Trafford. Home, home cooking, right? <laughs> like, you know, and uh, where's our home cooking? I mean, I get it. We're in the relegation zone, but God, a little home cooking? Like, come on. There were rumors of uh, fireworks, pots and pans and other shit outside of the Chelsea Hotel the night before. Oh, no rumors. Oh, no There's rumors. a video. There's oh, video. There? It's awesome. <laughs> I didn't Two, see that. People <laughs> even admitted being woken up a couple of times over the night. Like, Brilliant. Just... Love it. Get a little, get a little Central American in there. I love it. Um, that's the best. That's now, like Costa Rica, Honduras. That's all that shit. That's brilliant. The big talk for Everton was at this part part of the of the relegation zone battle was, oh, they have it really tough. They have it really tough. They have it really tough. Well, that really tough part, they just got two wins and a loss, and the loss was at Anfield, which you expect. You expect, yeah. So they beat United and they beat fucking Chelsea. Now, they still have at Leicester, at Watford, uh, Brentford and Palace at home, and then at Arsenal. When you look at the schedules, and we'll get on to Leeds in the next segment, for Burnley and Leeds, now it becomes the, they're the hunt, they're the hunted, because yeah. they're the ones just in front of Everton, and you don't want to say the pressure's off Everton, but you got the really tough ones out of the way. Yeah. And you're going to next you're going to Leicester, who honestly, all attention is on this Thursday in Roma. Oh, it's on the McRib trophy. Yeah. And if they advance, they're gonna be elated. If they lose, they're gonna be deflated. So you have to figure that's gonna play into Sunday's match. Yes, it that's will. It's absolutely gonna play into Sunday's match. Hey, so. You know what I am worried about though, and I said this last week and I'll say it again, it's shaping mm-hmm. up for us to relegate you. Right. And I don't want that. I don't think that'll be the case. I, think I, we I will hope be, not. And you were, you I were think bullish we about that safe. last week. I think we will be. You were safe bullish by about that last week, but it's still making me nervous because the possibility is there. Yeah. Um, the other piece to that, though, is <clears throat> it's. I really, I'm, I'm really worried for Leeds. We're gonna get to them in, in the um, next segment, but yeah. Okay, then I'll, I'll save it for then. Uh, I but wanna... I have a lot of sympathy for them because of having an American boss now. Oh, absolutely! And the the reception that he was given when he signed, yeah, and Ted Lasso for three weeks and all this mm-hmm. all the shit that he was given. And now you know what he did say, and I, I do want to get this in. He said it's squeaky bum time for, yeah, very in well his said. yeah in his uh in his interview he said it's squeaky bum time now for Leeds, and that's I thought it was brilliant. I I want to finish with uh this thought. This this weekend is what makes football so beautiful, and oh fuck yeah, and the excitement of it all. I don't ever want to be in this situation again, and gosh, I hope we stay up, you know. But that moment, that watching my team, watching them fight, watching the supporters all just show the amount of love that they have for this team, and in the regards of what football means to us as supporters and fans that match that was a prime example 
of exactly why we love this game when it's not pretty. The title is on a razor's edge, switching hands match by match, just waiting for one one side to make a mistake, which it seems like either one will not make a mistake. Liverpool 1, Newcastle 0, Manchester City 4, Leeds 0. Newcastle gave him a battle, man. It was a leggy, leggy performance from Liverpool. The other thing I will say, though, too, is Newcastle kind of were the architects of their own demise in that... They couldn't stay on side yeah. half the fucking time. Yeah. Um you have to you have to test Allison. You have to go at Liverpool to an extent, you know. Right. It's what people said about City, right? Where you have to just go at them. You can, if you play defensively, that's what they want you to do. That's right. how they expect you to play. They prepare for that. Yeah. But if you sucker punch them in the first five minutes and then you continue to pressure a bit. You have a chance. I mean, even even the week prior with Everton against them, I mean, Everton at least had a couple of opportunities, and particularly in that first half, probably had the better opportunities. Right. So it's it just Liverpool did look a little <coughs> leggy, even though they're, they're blah, 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 blah. they were the ones that were a little bit more comfortable coming out of their Champions League game, being 2-0 up on uh, Villarreal. Right. Where City was only 3-2 up. Uh, 4-3. 4-3, sorry. Only that razor edge one goal margin going away from home in the second leg mm-hmm. uh, against to Real. Madrid to Madrid exactly, um, and Madrid just having wrapped up the title now. Mm-hmm. This is the only thing they have to play for. City's not done. Yeah. Um. But so ultimately, the cream rose to the top, and they're lucky it did, in my opinion. Uh, in in both of these matches, because I yeah. think Leeds. I think it was much of the same. Leeds gave City hell in that first half. Um, now, again, ultimately the cream rose to the top, and City do have a lot of flair there, right? So they were able to get the, a, a much more comfortable 4-0 win uh, in the end. But ultimately, I think Liverpool's result was pretty comfortable anyway, Yeah. even though they couldn't find the second goal to save their lives. Great little great little piece by uh, Naby Keita to score the goal. Oh, um, great feat. I will say um, I do not think that was a foul on Fabian Schar. That, that the ref waved play on to that ultimately led to Keita getting in the box and scoring. Um, Shar had kind of gone down around the 35-yard mark on a on a 50-50 tackle. And honestly, I thought Shar oversold it. And well, on uh, on James Keita's, Milner. James yeah, Milner, yeah. yeah. On Keita's no, goal. that was not a foul. That wasn't not a foul at all. I didn't. No. I, it's, it's, Absolutely not. And, you That's know, a good, again, that was a good tackle. Again, biased Evertonian here. And it was a solid tackle. And, and honestly, shame on you, Fabian Char, you're a central defender. What the f- like? Why are you why trying are you carrying to- the ball out of defense like that? Well, and why are you trying to look for a foul there when you know you know the minute you hit the deck, somebody's going to have to cover your ass. And Keita sliced apart the center of inside the box, just sliced things apart to score the goal. So oh, it's yeah, like- and it was a great little layoff. I think Luis Diaz was the one, or maybe Jota. One of the mm-hmm. two passed the ball back to him uh, yeah. on a little one-two. But it was it was great feed. It was good composure. Um, and it, it was just all around a great goal. Now, uh, bias will show. Uh, Mr. Mane is getting away with a lot lately. <laughs> Two hands in the face in the derby. And uh, I, he went in spikes up, chest high, that ended up hitting Dubravka in the knee. And I get it. It's a loose ball. It's a 50-50 ball. When the ball's in the air, the, the player has as much right to the ball as the keeper does. But the player doesn't have the right to have your spikes sitting straight up at chest level. 
<laughs> and then to ultimately come through and hit the keeper spikes up like well he, and, he and did that even, before and it didn't even get looked at do you remember when he got sent off against city a few mm -hmm. years ago um for a high foot uh mm -hmm. it kicked ederson in the face yep uh same sort of scenario obviously didn't make contact with this with uh uh what's the name's face right but uh but it was high and uh it probably should have been called it minimum it was a 50 50 ball minimum should have seen a yellow for it right uh in my opinion but didn't yeah nothing not nothing it was just it, it again you know the eye in the sky sees what it wants to see yeah. a lot of times but for for i mean i'm willing to allow for their you know they're human too and all mm -hmm. that kind of shit but it it's pretty fucking apparent yeah you're making it really obvious that was for charleston that would have been a red card yeah it would have gotten looked at by VAR if that was great at jaka he did wouldn't even have to do that and it would have been a red card <laughs> he would have been a red card yeah like it just there's there's other teams you look at and you'd be like yeah you wouldn't have you wouldn't have uh done that if it was any city player you wouldn't have done that if that was ronaldo hey here's one for smokey yeah you know who it wasn't a red card for who since apparently it was the same thing <laughs> hmm. aaron ramsdale <laughs> that's for you very baby. good <laughs> Very, very good. That sun out there in Arizona is baking his head. Um, City answer, though. You know, Liverpool gets the win. They move to top of the table. And then later that afternoon, City answer in emphatic fashion. Now, granted, it was a lot tougher in the first half because also, let's talk about this again. What a fucking atmosphere at oh, Ellen yeah. Road. Ellen Road was bumping. Absolutely was. 100%. The, so... <laughs> There was a lot of mistakes made in this game by Leeds. Uh, Luke Ayling, I think, had a couple that were pretty apparent, but City couldn't capitalize. Yeah. Um, Meslier made a couple of fantastic saves. Mm -hmm. uh, was standing on his head a bit, but as we, we you know, the old cliche we've, we've said on the show many, many times, if um, if you apply enough pressure, eventually the dam will break, and yep. that's what happened. And it did. Who did it? Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, <laughs> it hurts them because of the goal different situation. Um, hurts Liverpool because of the goal different situation. It's now it's now only plus one, right? So that that plays big time That's into huge. it. And you have to assume that with the next match, Liverpool probably isn't beaten in Tottenham by two or three goals, and it's probably going to be a one goal game. Mm -hmm. And you have to imagine City's probably going to win their game comfortably. And next thing you know, City got the goal differential too. Mm -hmm. It's the one thing that Liverpool kind of had going for them being just behind in the uh the hunt right so and that you know that's huge say city do lose which i don't see them doing now yeah i think the rest of the schedule looks pretty straightforward for them oh i don't think either team loses i think this finishes as they, is they run it out and it's city win the league by one point well right th this for me was the banana skin weekend this yeah. was where one of them Agreed. could have slipped up and they didn't <clears throat> Yeah, City has uh, Newcastle next, but it's at home. Big difference. Newcastle's Huge been a difference. very different team on the road than at home since changing over and to St. James' uh, Park Howe. was bumping this weekend. Yep, absolutely. The, even West Ham. Mm -hmm. That atmosphere oh, was, pretty was pretty damn good. That atmosphere is pretty, pretty dope. Yeah. Now, the big problem, Leeds now, when you thought they had finally gotten themselves out when they beat Wadford, you were like, okay, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Uh, don't look so fast. They are now tied with Burnley on points. They are two points ahead of Everton, and Everton has a plus 10 better goal differential and an easier run-in than Leeds do. Yep. Because Leeds' next match, Arsenal, 
who's trying to get into Champions League. It really is worrisome uh, for Leeds at the moment. Oh, absolutely. And I, I feel for them with Jesse Marsh being in charge, as I said, with all the Ted Lasso talk when he first signed on and everything right. else. And, you know, full bias apparent. We want to see Americans do well in England because we we're still looked at as being so football naive. <laughs> That people don't give us any credit for having knowledge or, or paying attention or being a, a supporter or any. So when an American goes over there, you want them to do well. Now you wonder if for the third year in a row there's going to be a sophomore slump, right? Because also, there's yeah. three years in a row, the only time there hasn't been a sophomore slump recently was Villa when they actually and were wolves. able to survive. Yeah, and wolves and wolves. Yeah, but so, most most of the time there's a sophomore slump. Like yep. we, well, we'll when we do our preview next year. Both of us will probably be like, well, let's see what Brentford does this year. Right. You know? Yeah, 100%. I think they're better equipped than a lot of these clubs to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Whether but, or not they do is a different story. Right. Right. How do the players handle that all? But right. But for Leeds, this is a bad run-in. Bad run-in. Yep. And it's also out of their hands, too, because ultimately... Well, it's Ever- out of Burnley hands. If you went right. out, you, you're safe. Yeah, Everton they, got the game in hand. Like, they have to battle it out with each other. Right. So it's it's it not it's and and there's also a fourth team that I want to talk about, but we'll mention them in uh, in um, Oso uh, Oso. But uh, yeah, it's looking not looking good for for Leeds right now. And honestly, no. I I mean, if you told me gun to my head, which one of those three is going down? Say Leeds. I think it's Leeds. Yeah. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Hold on. Yeah. Don't worry, Gecko. We could be very wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lars too. But yeah. of course, Lars is the listener to the main show. He only listens to the uh, Patreon. The Patreon in the shower. <laughs> That's good. We he can't he can't give me shit about it because well he doesn't on the main show so he won't hear me talking about it. I still like the idea that he's having a wee wag. Heard. <laughs> All right. Crystal Palace two, Southampton one, <laughs> Brighton three, Wolverhampton nil, Tottenham three, Leicester City one, Arsenal two, West Ham one, Woo! Man U three, Brentford nil. Um. Nice little comeback from Palace. Honestly, this is what Vieira wants to see out of his boys. There, I think there's going to be matches that they take off down the stretch here, but it's not because Vieira is not going to be in their ass the entire time trying to get them to play better. You're absolutely right. Um, he's a hard-nosed dude. He expects a certain standard, and it's been you know trying to change the culture at Palace, right? Trying mm-hmm. to make them more expansive. Remember, he changed half the fucking squad to lower their age profile over the summer, and he's gotten these players on song very, very quickly. A uh, very interesting stat uh, that I saw over the weekend. Uh, the last four matches that Palace have played, uh, Connor Gallagher, four yellow cards, zero chances created, zero goals, zero assists. Hmm. And they've been slipping, so... As so Connor Gallagher goes, as so Palace goes currently right now. Yeah, well, he's back to Chelsea in the summer. So. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> you got to find somebody else. <laughs> Time to get Eze back up to health because yeah. that boy's got to be back well, in he, there to get it done. He did score the first goal, yep. which yes, is he did. which was excellent. Uh, good for him. Did take a, a deflection on the way, but mm-hmm. he won't care, especially after being out for what was it, ten months or whatever, mm-hmm. um, with with that horrific injury. So Southampton. They've been hit or miss here or there. They've let teams stick around as they did in this game, uh, and it, neither team really has a lot to play for. It's just really here's position. Here's the fourth team that I throw into the hunt. 
they're at 40 points. Now, technically, we always say kind of 39 is safe because no one has ever gone down with uh, more than 39 points. They're not the teams with 40 points, Brentford, Villa, and Southampton are technically not safe yet, right? Mm -hmm. If Leeds, Everton, and Burnley all go on runs and all get wins, get a decent amount of wins. Southampton could be snuck back into that more so than Villa or Brentford because Southampton's goal differential is a minus 17. Yeah, it's bad. So they're right there. They, I, I tend to think they're okay, but don't be surprised if we see them in 17th place at the end of the year. You know, it doesn't and help. And see like an Everton or a Burnley skip over them. You know, it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Goal differential. Mm-hmm. Losing, losing nine nil, yeah, or losing or six nil, six nil, well, six one. I think it was could have been worse. It could have been eighteen nil if it wasn't for all the saves that he was making in the post that got hit. Hi, Kenny. Uh, The Seagulls love to miss penalties, man. Yes, they do. It's like three in a row that they missed. They haven't scored from the until the second penalty. (laughs) They hadn't scored from the spot in their last three. If at first you don't succeed, try and try try again. again. (laughs) That's right. It's also a lot easier when the opponent doesn't even show up to fucking play the game. Yeah, that's (laughs) um. So I reached out to our boy uh, uh, Paul from the Whole Lot of Wolves podcast, and just kind of like you know, what are your thoughts? Because you're slowly watching your team. That is clear. Dallas or Houston? Uh, Houston. Houston. But you're looking at your team that's clearly in the hunt for, for you know, not just the McRib, but Europa. And even at one point, Champions League, they were even in that discussion that as discussion. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're looking at maybe they finish in the top half of the table. Maybe because the way Brighton and Palace are playing, I would say those two, uh, those two legitimately want to finish in the top 10, like their players, their coaches, because it's something they haven't done before. Where Wolves is like, how have we done that before? And it almost feels like they're kind of just. Well, the the Molyneux let them know about it, too. Mm-hmm. They booed them off the pitch. And how do you let a team survive missing a penalty? That was Brighton's first real chance. Oh yeah, that's when you you put the ball in the back of the net ten minutes later and done uh-huh. and dusted, and they're gonna they're gonna fold they're gonna like fall a cheap apart. Chair. Yeah, not you fold like a cheap chair. It was um, pitiful. It was absolutely fucking pitiful. So um, Paul, both, I also mm-hmm. agree. Both penalties were mm-hmm. actual penalties. Yes, do agree. Yeah. Uh, Paul, uh, the long and short of it was Paul basically said he's like, look, this is a typical mid-table team uh, season, right? A team that doesn't have enough in the tank to get over the finish line, doesn't have enough personnel to get over the finish line. And he goes, it's disappointing and it's frustrating because you look at the team and go, we could have done so much more, but it's the normal mid-table problem. You know, yeah. it's, whereas I would used to call it, haven't been able to call it lately, Evertoning that, you know, where you just kind of, yeah. you know, God, how I would love to Everton that back like we used to. Just finish in eighth <laughs> place. That'd be nice. Remember those days? Those days were great. Oh my nice God. and calm last three, four weeks of the season. <clears throat> um, the scoreline does not reflect how this game really went between uh, Leicester and uh, Tottenham because there was a handball at nil-nil. Mm-hmm. A flat-out handball at nil-nil. Mm-hmm. But the children and VAR, clearly VAR realized it needs to be for the children. The children, Sam. And not notice that Son's arm is completely away from his body and the ball hits 
directly on his arm. I mean, he looked like he was doing the I'm a little teacup song. Yeah. His I mean, hand was on his hip, his elbow was out. It was it was a handball. It was it's it's not even up for debate. Like the the only handball that's worse was Rodri's against Everton. That's yeah. the only handball that was worse <laughs> because he literally just reached out and smacked it down. But like yeah. so, <laughs> I, I forgot about that. I eye in the sky, man, sees what it wants to see. Man. Yeah, I, I mean it was also, in my opinion, clear and fucking <laughs> obvious. But and then that is what it is. And what then are you gonna do? Shortly thereafter, Harry Kane gets the goal, makes it one nothing, and then Song gets two of his own. Yep. In the second half, uh, his third goal was bloody fucking brilliant. Oh, that oh, Song second, the third yeah, goal, yeah, the yeah, third yeah. goal, the one he put up in the corner. Yeah, was, was that was. But delightful. his second goal, well, uh, was it um, uh, Romero? Felled the shit out of a guy in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> I mean, Manchester City style, like just took him out, legs well, out, there was, flipped in the air. There was, uh, so I heard somebody say, I can't remember what show it was on, but um, one of the radio shows, uh, that sometimes Sergio Romero doesn't remember that the football is what he's meant to be kicking. Right. Instead <laughs> he of just goes around, person. just goes around and kicks people. It yeah. was that was. Bad, very bad. And now for uh, Leicester, all attention turns to Roma in the uh, McRib Cup, and that, that's it. They're down, I think, uh, either two to one or one nothing. I know they're. It's a, a I goal. think it's one nothing. I think they're they're off by a goal, and they travel to Roma, which is a against Jose, which is a tall ask. But well, honestly, they, also Roma doesn't normally sell out their stadium. It's a massive mm. fucking stadium. They, yeah. they don't normally sell it out. It's sold out for this game. Ooh, bunch of Leicester people going to be there. Could be. So we'll see what happens. <coughs> Excellent. We'll see what happens. Um, Gunners back and forth, back in the Champions League spot. Yes, uh, great game. Uh, I think there's another fair amount of fisticuffs in this one as well. A couple mm -hmm. coming together. Yeah. Uh, much, Very chippy match. Uh, a much changed side for David Moyes though, uh, because obviously he's got an eye on that Europa League semifinal second leg. They're down two to one. Uh, against Eintracht Frankfurt, and they're traveling and, to Germany. Yeah, um, for that second leg. So gave no Suchek, Antonio, no Suchek. Yeah, yep. yeah, gave a lot of guys to match off. Now the the nice part is they will have apparently Kurt Zuma. Miracles were performed, and he was fit. Yeah, he played this game. Yep, uh, he played last Thursday. Um, was his first game back uh, against Frankfurt, and didn't play particularly well. It was okay, but he didn't play particularly well. Yeah. Well, but, when you uh, have no center backs, a half injured center back is better than zero center back. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have, you now have your f relatively first choice. Oh, and Diop was uh, was fit enough to be on the bench against mm -hmm. Arsenal. So now have three center backs ready to rock, potentially. Because in the Europa League, Craig Dawson's not suspended. He was only right. suspended for this game for that red right, card. of course. Um, so they, they, they have a, you know, a decent shot to, to do something in Germany there. But... You always thought Arsenal was going to get the better here because West Ham are kind of hanging all their eggs. Mm. If they win the Europa League, they're they're in the Champions League next. So season. it doesn't matter, right? You don't have to fight for the Champions League spot. Exactly, um, which they fell out of a, a, a while back anyway. Uh, both of our center backs scored, uh, Rob Holding and Gabriel, mm. uh, which is which is awesome. There was a fair few chances Eddie and Ketia had that I think he probably could have finished one or two of them. Um, I think you know overall, I think we had the better of the play 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a, a fairly even match. It was kind of back and forth, and it was testy. It's what you would expect from two teams in the you know in those in those spaces, fourth and yeah. sixth place, respectively. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's exactly what you would expect. Uh, what I did love was Ramsdale's comments after the game in, <laughs> in an interview with uh, Rob Holding uh, that they did, and uh, it was Rob Holding was asked about his goals, first Premier League goal. He scored a couple in the Carabao Cup and you know a couple others, and he said, "Oh, Rob, you know, you almost looked surprised." Uh, right. on the uh, look on your face was almost a look of surprise uh, rather than joy. And he goes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, da, 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 whatever says what he says. And then he, uh, Aaron Ramsdale goes, oh, yeah, that, uh, the the interviewer said, oh, that was, yeah, your first goal in the Premier League, uh, first goal in the league uh, at all, you know, da, da, and Ramsdale goes, yeah, it took him six years in a new hairline. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Um, for, for Arsenal now, it really comes down to it's – Beat Tottenham on the twelfth. Yeah, it's beat Tottenham. That's it. It's it's in two. It's neck not this week, but the following week. It's thir- beat, it's a week yeah. from Thursday. It's beat it's beat Tottenham. That's it. Yep. Beat Tottenham. Um, Chelsea is within reach. I think ultimately Chelsea will figure it out. Mm. But but also, well, I mean, their next match is Wolves, know, and Wolves have nothing that. to play for, which I think will help. Wolves you know. didn't play. Yeah, exactly. So, well, maybe Bruno Lodge gives him a bollocking after how poor that was. Uh, yeah, you would but, hope. Yeah, but also we're only do, three points back. But now also they have those a guys massive, massive goal difference on us. Yeah, so we would need them honestly to drop points in two games, and I don't think they will. Right, I, I think it's in, but, yeah because we're not going to catch up the goal difference. Right, but but for and, and the other good thing for you too is you also have that other little trump card too with Spurs because Spurs play Liverpool this weekend. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance to really separate it and. Let's also face it, United's out of discussion. So fourth is yours to be had. The question is, is do you want it? Can we hold on to it? That's the key. Mm-hmm. Easy win for United. Uh, final home match of the season. They're actually completely caught up on games, so they only have two matches. After their, game, after their game with yeah. Chelsea in, yeah. uh, in the midweek on yeah. Thursday. Yep. Um, which, really, it, it, there wasn't much to talk about that game. It was 1-1, and it was... <sighs> just uninspiring Chelsea dominated it and should have won the game and they didn't yeah um which which is what killed my bet but perfectly fucking okay with that well also I do think too in that regards they you have a point man and you're refusing to play him despite the interview and all the inter stuff and things like that you can tell when they're playing they scream it out especially in that Everton match that match screamed for Lukaku oh yeah big time and and somebody to Stand up to Yerimina. And Tuchel's pride just is not playing him. And it's... Because Kai Havertz went full Gen Z. Yeah, exactly. And it's just not working. Just <laughs> not working at all. Felt like a curtain call, didn't it? Yeah, Juan You Matis, and I were watching Juan that Mata match. Juan Mata started the game. Nemanja Matic started the last few. Mm-hmm. Matic got um, subbed out to a standing ovation. Yep, Mata, Mata subbed out. Uh, uh, Cavani coming on uh-huh. to a standing ovation. It was like, this feels like a, a mass goodbye yeah it was also the last game at old trafford for this yeah. season yeah um because they do finish on two away games but um but yeah no you're absolutely right there's a lot of players i mean ralph Rangnick. what we read off a lot of those quotes that were leaked last week mm-hmm. but one of them that that sticks out was when eric ten Hag gets here i'm going to deliver him a a pile of shameful dossiers yeah on every first team player so those that are out of contract are going to be fucking gone, and that's just the end of it, Yeah, you'd imagine. And United, being the commercial behemoth that it is, 
will have the money to sign players despite finishing outside of Europe. Yeah. They always do. And I'm sure the financial fair play gods will be doing something else. Well, outside of Champions United go out, sign people. Outside of Champions League, because they're going to end up in a Euro European spot. They're still going to go to Euro Europa. No, I, I really would love nothing more than Manchester United to be in the McRib trophy. Yeah, I don't know if uh, West Ham to. I don't know if West Ham they will be able to, to pull it. it off though they to get them to there. I, I'm with you. Because I want them to go to like the far reaches of Scandinavia, like in the Arctic Circle and the you know, a Bulgarian second division team. Maybe they could go play Ad uh, Alan Pardew's Red Star Belgrade. That'd hey, be awesome. Maybe maybe they gotta go out to uh Belarus and play uh, FK Slotsk. <laughs> Um, but but it will be brilliant knowing that if they're playing in the F, in the uh, McRib Trophy, that uh, Jose Mourinho potentially won it first. <laughs> sure money. Okay, sure money hasn't been so sure lately. Oh, it's been sure for me. <laughs> uh, I lost again. Um, I'm now down two hundred sixteen dollars, but I'm perfectly fine with that loss, as I said, which is exactly what my cup of loser says. Uh, happy to lose this one. Perfectly fine. So there, that goes in the Dort Spirect Cup of Losers. Um, My God, he just cannot stop moving and wiggling over there. Well, he's doing it for a particular reason, Mel, because uh -huh. he thinks that I'm like Kai Havertz and I'm not. I don't give a fuck. Uh -huh. <laughs> he's doing the old footsteps. Is that what that was Because he's getting closer to, to me. Yeah. I thought it was the slowest drum roll ever. <laughs> uh, so... I'll get into what I'm I'm doing here shortly, but Sam, since you seem to be so excited and getting close to me, I can hear you in the background. Uh -huh. uh, what is it there that you've got going on? Just just like in golf, <laughs> <laughs> only one time were you able to hold me off, but uh, <laughs> typically when I start Careful. to make that comeback, Choose your words wisely. Start there. to make that comeback, you start to hear them footsteps, and you get real nervous real quick. And by the way, you have kind of a Kai Havertz. Uh, poofy hair thing going on as it is anyways oh yeah ray in the chats is obsessed with your hair <laughs> brilliant all right go <sighs> i hit my bet and i am now down only 395 dollars which is a hair over a hundred behind you big sam's lock of the week 24.3 <laughs> of the time Works 100% of the time, Mr. Graham. All right. And it's been working a lot lately. And just to fuck with you, I took your club this week. All right. Don't have to feed a couple losers. Well, because I didn't fucking lose. I'm not worried about it. I'm betting your boys this weekend. So give me Arsenal to beat Leeds and the total over of three and a half goals. I think this is a three to one, three to two kind of match. Okay. And that will give me... $210, and I will pass you by because you will clearly fucking lose. Well, not true, but uh, let's, uh, that's enough out of you, I think. Let's, <laughs> let's see, what's the old Patty Boy up to? And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. The only person taking a bigger dive than you is this guy. <laughs> Pat, what's up, dude? Holy shit, man! Over ten, man! Over ten. <laughs> you, just, you know, at some point when you're when you're high, don't just keep betting. Like I'm just gonna do an eight game bet this weekend. No, maybe <laughs> just go. I got money in my pocket. Maybe I should fuck off and bet one game. Yeah. No shit. Oh my god. I mean, uh, I didn't do the exact math, but if you would have taken all ten games and parlayed it and laid like ten dollars on it, I think you would walk away with somewhere close to like five thousand dollars. 
Wow. Well, that is the last game of the season special that I do every yep. year. Well, the one thing, the one thing he honestly he deserves it. He picked Chelsea to beat Everton, and not just the fact that he's picking against his boy, you know, but more more importantly, he picked Chelsea. He has a history with Chelsea. Chelsea yeah, that's fucks true. him constantly. That's true. Chelsea always fucks you, Pat. Why do you pick Chelsea? Well, I mean, but that was already dead after uh, Wolverhampton lost on Saturday. So it was just like, well, just go ahead and, you know, twist the, the knife in the side, you know. <laughs> you know, have have the second part of my parlay, free, which was the huge, I mean, well, not a huge favor. I think they were. Minus one seventy or something like that. Still a decent yeah, favorite. That's on the road too. That was in Everton's building to be See, minus one seventy. I argue by him picking Chelsea, he helped you. <laughs> oh, he probably did. I appreciate that. The uh, the well, karma uh, helped. I'll pick the rest of the season. Everyone against uh, uh, Everton. If that'll help you out. Yeah, well, if it'll help, we'll see. All right, buddy. So what, do you, what do you got this week? Let's see. If I'll, I'll can, pick uh, in every match. Uh, uh, hey, before I get to that, more on. I want to have a conversation real quick. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. What's going on in your world then? What's <laughs> <laughs> uh, going in Ar- your world? When's Arsenal and Tottenham uh, having that makeup game from earlier in the season? Is May, that coming up? May 12th, 2.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is it a middle of week game or a Thursday. weekend game? It's a Thursday. Uh, a Thursday game. Uh, okay. Well, we, we still have that bet going on for a dollar, right? Oh, it's oh, it's firmly in place. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure One we didn't cool forget that crisp American dollar. <laughs> I want it ironed, laundered <laughs> properly. <laughs> all right. Well, so I mean, I really have nothing prepared. I played golf all day and been <laughs> and so. Um, well, and you also so I- told Mel you were going to get more beer, and hence why we hear you on the road. No, no, no. I'm in my back porch right now. I just uh, mowed the lawn and drinking a beer afterwards. Yeah. Oh uh, a couple. I am drinking a Shiner Tech 10 uh, IPA. Go. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, I, uh, All right. So what's, I, your, what's your bet this week? How much are you down now? And what's your bet this week? I mean, I only bet 100. So I think I'm like still up like 400. Uh I, I was going to ask you all, um, what do you think I should take? Because <laughs> my picks ain't doing jack shit. But what, what, anybody, can I take 100 on one of y'all's bets? I know you all parlay, but can I just put 100 on something? But, uh, what do you want me to put 100? I think my bet's pretty good. I, I took um, Arsenal to beat Leeds and over a, like total, over a total of three and a half goals. And that's uh, plus 210. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 everybody, can you give me some ideas for bets? I don't know what I'm going to do. Here's an idea. Fuck your idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you, you want mine real quick? I'll do mine for you real fast. You see if you want this one. All right. All right, so uh, as I said, I'm down 216. I picked a three-game parlay of Brentford to beat Southampton because Southampton are on a bit of a slide uh, after their couple of good results. Uh, Villa to beat Burnley. Yes. And then Arsenal to beat Leeds, and that gives me plus six sixty three on a hundred dollar bet. Huh. All right. I actually, now, you hit that one. Uh, what's up with the uh, Manchester United? Why are they? I mean, they're favorites, but they're low favorites. Because they suck. <clears throat> really, Manchester United suck. They haven't been playing well. They're They've in been six, playing like shit. They're in sixth place. They they don't tend to win. They did win today, but they haven't been playing well. Take that one. 
Who are they playing? Uh, BHA. Brighton Hove Albion, Albion, who they've lost at. They've lost at recently. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they're actually getting some. Uh, that's actually, I would say, after Brighton having that 3 nothing win over Wolves, I would say that's actually a pretty good play. I would I would take, uh, put 100 on, uh, on, United. on United since they're getting odds. So, I mean, it's only 70 bucks, but fuck it. And get, get me back into a, I don't know if you would call that a winning column. One in 11? It's a win. <laughs> it's when, when you've well, lost you're still 10 up in a row. On money. You're still up on money. Yeah, I, I am leaking it like a goddamn broken faucet. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> well, uh, just remember, the chicken's better than all of us. Oh, is it still better than me? Yeah. I'm, I've been yes, so good throughout definitely. the season. Chicken's, 18, chicken's 18 and 12. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> all right, bro. All right. I'll put 100 to win 155 on, on Manchester United. That's yeah, I'm happy with that. All right. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, buddy. I, I, all right. Well, I guess we're conversation's done now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you very isolate much. Isolate that. Please isolate that. <laughs> clip it. <laughs> fucking clip it. Oh, Bat, I love oh. you so much. You're the fucking best. <laughs> God damn it. Mel, hang up on him, will you? <laughs> Fuck it, Al. I can't even make a joke. I can't even. That went oh. especially shit <laughs> than normal. That's fucking terrible. I don't even have to lead it in. We already know how that segment went. Thank God we got a fucking chicken. <laughs> Such a new low. <laughs> it's your segment. Well, Kitty, like Sam says, sits at 18 and 12, and it would appear you'd be uh, all better off if you vet... Mm. Let me try this again. It would appear she would be better all of you yet again. Better... Oh, I didn't put in the word then. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah, bad English. You know. Bad English. Okay, very good. <laughs> and it's also then, not then. Continuing the shit episode uh, segment, Kitty was wow. very... Where? On the whole episode. <laughs> Thanks. Our fucking producer. Producer of the year. Let's hope. Vote for Mel. Uh, Can't find any more voting's done. Come on, cold reader. Get it cheat. done. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Now, Kitty was very aware of my incredibly busy weekend. You were a busy girl. And I do appreciate that she hearted a few things on Instagram. Well, that's how she rolls. Good uh, social so media presence. She sent me a very brief email as she is currently working with Christian Pulisic's father on his social media platform correctly. Yeah, he kind of put up a tweet about uh, someone, his son, really loving playing in London, uh-huh. but uh, not happy about his playing time and then promptly took it down. So... Mm. Obviously, you know, Kitty knows how to heart things on Instagram. Well, he, yeah. he had she, the, he had that problem at Dortmund as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so he under knows, Tuchel. Yeah, so he knows. Uh, so his dad clearly is taking some cues from Kitty there. Yeah, yeah, Kitty is. Uh, Kitty's been a lot of people's social media managers. Um, so she didn't really get to hang out with the American superstar, but she did mention that. Well, she favors Chelsea to beat Wolverhampton 
She's been on quite a whirlwind tour, and uh, I guess now in London, working with uh, Pulisic's father and uh, Christian there to make sure that uh, things get ironed over because they wouldn't want an inter moment like uh, like uh, Lukaku, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I asked uh, Penelope if she knows when Kitty's coming back, and the best I can hear is sometime after Memorial Day. And I hear she's coming home with friends. No shit, could it be yeah. some friends? Very. We cool. may uh, we may have to expand the uh, Chicken Hill. She has requested a guest house. No shit. Well, if 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 anybody deserving of a guest house, it would be Kitty. I mean, that's how that girl rolls. Yeah. She, so I guess she's... expect contractors on the uh, on her arrival. Heard. Very good. But uh, you know what, Kitty also expects. What's that? She always expects me to remind everybody to gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh no! I feel like this segment is now kind of deflated because that <laughs> one was so shit. Well, I would I would say we already know who's going down. Let's just keep it to. Well, we're, we we already know that um, Fulham is going up. Listen, let me tell you something. Yeah, you'll run the segment when you're in it. Okay, okay? very good. Okay, Relax. Cool. Let me take care of it. Uh, the party was delayed last week uh, as Fulham lost to Nottingham Forest one 0 but knots needed to stay in the uh, stay in the playoff hunt today. Monday, mm-hmm. Fulham confirmed themselves champions of the championship mm-hmm. with a emphatic. 7-0 win over Luton Town. Oh, and Luton Town was in the playoff hunt. Fuck, they put it on them. We got Mitro with two uh, in that game. And Fulham are now confirmed champions. I'm not going to do the rest of the midweek. Uh, so we start on Friday with Sheffield United beating QPR 3-1. to uh, On Saturday, Preston North End over Barnsley 3-1. <laughs> Bournemouth over Blackburn 3-0, which... Uh, is is means a lot to the second automatic promotion spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darby did get a, a, a moral 2-0 win over Blackpool, uh, which is nice to see. Wayne Rooney saying he's going to stay on. Yep. Don't awesome. know if that's going to be the case, but uh, that's what he's saying right now. Bristol City over Hull 5-0. Cardiff and Birmingham 1-1, which has uh, playoff implications, I think. Uh, Huddersfield over Coventry 2-1, which is important to the playoffs. Boro getting another win, uh, 3-1 over Stoke. Millwall beating Petersburg uh, 3-0. Nottingham Forest, 5-1 over Swansea. So a couple of wins on the bounce, staying in those playoff places. West Brom, 1-0 over Reading. Sausage rolls for everybody. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, there were no Sunday games. So that brings us to your table. Fulham, again, crown champions, 90 points on 45 games. Wow. Pretty fucking good. Bournemouth in second place on 44 games played with 82 points. Nottingham Forest up to third on 44 games played, 79 points. They are only separated by one goal in their goal differential. Bournemouth are are plus 33, Forest are plus 34. So Knotts could find themselves getting the automatic promotion Uh in second. Huddersfield dropped down to fourth place. I'm kind of rooting for that. They are tied with Forest on 79 points, but they have played a game more than Forest on 45 games played. Mm -hmm. They also have a vastly inferior goal difference at only plus 15. Mm. So Forrest is is actually looking poised here. Uh, Bournemouth, obviously, in a good way as well, uh, and Scotty Parker. Uh, Sheffield United in fifth on 72 points, um, probably not going to catch Huddersfield. So Huddersfield uh, and Forrest and Bournemouth are at least minimum confirmed to be in the playoff places, right. uh, I, I, I believe. Luton Town rounding out those playoff places 
in uh, with 72 points, also in 45 games played. Middlesbrough uh, on 45 games played 70 points in seventh, just outside looking in, but a better goal difference at Luton Town because of today's result. Mm-hmm. So we is could, it Millwall right there too? Uh, Millwall is an eighth on 69 points. Yeah. We draw hard around it, uh-huh. uh, but only plus nine. Right. So getting very, very interesting in your playoff picture uh, uh, here in the championship. And uh, I think we're going to see everybody else is on 45 games. So this makes it so much more fun. The game in hand that Bournemouth and Forest play is the one against each other. Oh, that's fantastic. Fucking get in. Yes. Yep. I can love it. I wonder if that's a midweek this week or not. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. There is one game left in the season for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then that game. There oh. are two games, officially, two games left in the championship. Mm-hmm. So Knott's, not, if they want to, uh, Nottingham Forest wants to make it into uh-huh. uh, automatic promotion, <laughs> beat Bournemouth. If they beat Bournemouth, they already have a better goal differential. They'll just extend that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so they, they will be in the automatic spot. Yeah. For, for I mean... No offense to Bournemouth, but for not sake, I would, not even for sake, I would love to see them get up automatic promotion. That'd be great. That's that's like Leeds coming up. That's that's a big fuck deal. Oh yeah, that's so a really big fucking. So deal. you've got in fifth Sheffield United on seventy two, in sixth Luton Town on seventy two, in seventh Middlesbrough on seventy, and in eighth Millwall on sixty nine. So there are four people vying for that uh, the last two playoff spots. <coughs> so a, a lot, if a Luton... lot could change there um, on this last game of the season for those clubs. Be a hell of a note if Luton Town goes out because of that seven nil loss. Yeah, I would, I would like to see. Like, you know what? Let's do this. Scores. Let's go Tuesday, May third. Okay, tomorrow mm-hmm. is Bournemouth Forest, two p.m. ESPN Plus. There we go. That'll be on my iPad while I'm working. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to uh, put that in the car while I'm driving. Yeah, definitely. And then Saturday, May 7th, is the final day Everybody plays. Everybody plays at the same time? Everyone plays at the same time, and it's all lunchtime kickoff. 7.30 in the morning, you get all of the games. Oh, shit. That might be an early wake-up and uh, bounce around on ESPN+. Plus. definitely will be an early wake-up, bounce around on ESPN+. Plus. Lovely. I'm supposed to play golf at 10, so I got to get up and be ready anyway. So you'll get up and just uh-huh, start bouncing Because I don't have around. to leave my house till 9, so I'll have to leave with like 10 minutes left. So whatever game is most intriguing to me, Brilliant. I'll put on the phone and drive with it in the car on Bluetooth. Brilliant. All right, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Watch the fucking championship this week. Oh yeah, especially tomorrow. That's, those are my if you have ESPN Plus, go watch that match. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a great match because that's that's a you know hundred million dollar match. Like yeah. the automatic promotion, you never want to leave it to the playoffs. No, never, absolutely because not. I can't tell you how many third place teams have not gone up. Correct. It happens but a maybe lot. Maybe maybe you want to because how many champion or uh, uh, playoff winners rather? Typically stay in the Premier League their first season. That's true. They do tend to but stay up. You have to get those, uh, get through those two games. Mm-hmm. So agreed. Um, the other thing I would say, uh, uh, Pat, DBAC, mm-hmm. you call here, be fucking prepared, mate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop derailing my fucking segment. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm sure it's all his fault. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Blame the beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right, 
I love it. Yeah, there's there's D back right there. Ooh, he's getting knocked around by my uh, chair, so we got to be careful there. <laughs> All right, next up is injury time. We review the beers we've been drinking. We talk about our adopted clubs, although most of their seasons are now done. Um, but we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about League One and League Two and all that fun stuff. And we will preview the weekend's action for the Premier League. Sammy, should somebody want to find injury time, how do they go about doing it? One last time, it's www.patreon.com backslash do football show. Uh, and just sign up to that one $5 tier. You get both shows. Pretty good. Sound check and injury time. Excellent. Until next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, yeah.